This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here we go. It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. It is a, uh, it's a special evening, and we have a significant station Rangers announcement coming up at 520. That's the uh, the hint for you. That's the tease. Okay, so stick around here. We're 20 minutes from that. And we're now an hour away from the Rangers hot stove celebration starting downtown in our uh, downstairs in our performance lounge as uh, Josh Spores is going to be here. Josh Smith is going to be here. Jared Sandler's already here. The World Series trophy is going to be here. Uh, and you're invited uh, to to join us here at uh, 75 and Fitzhugh for a proper Rangers World Series celebration and hot stove show tonight with Jared. He's going to be answering all your questions. Okay, so the announcement's coming up in 20 minutes. And if you missed it earlier, I did reveal that nobody's leaving, but then Brian said that you're aware of. That you're aware of. And uh, You never know. It's always a possibility. You never know. Wouldn't be the first time this company's laid me off or bleep can to me, however you want to put it. Contract talks are ongoing. History repeats itself. Head is on. That's right. You never okay. know. Okay. Let's talk some Cowboys here with you, though, because it is a wild card week here in the G-Bag Nation. We're excited about it every single day and the honor and the privilege it is to broadcast with you here. Uh, it was interesting, the national reaction to the Jerry Jones uh, story on Mike, M- Mike McCarthy's job security. We'll see how the games go. And here we kind of like shrugged our shoulders. There's Jerry being Jerry. But uh, across the internet and and television, this was taken as a very uh, significant factor in the discussion of, you know, could Mike McCarthy be fired and how unfair it is to Mike McCarthy. I guess I'm just used to Jerry Jones being unfair to the coach. But today with Sean and RJ, he said I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done and how he's coached. He has really made uh, as big a difference from his head coaching vantage point as anybody could from any vantage point in the NFL. He's the big difference this year, and I really mean it. Uh, uh, Jerry clarified. Sounds like he'd be even willing to admit that Mike McCarthy's done a much better job than Jason Garrett did in those 10 years. I mean, you can't deny it at this point. We we have uh, consistency. Making the playoffs three years in a row, they didn't do that two years in a row in, in JG's entire career. So if you're willing to hang on to, a, to, to Red for a decade, not making the playoffs most of the time, I mean, the only thing Red can do consistently was finish eight and eight. He did that three years in a row at, at one point. He, did, he would always find a way to save the job. Yeah, he you know, did. Find a way. It was yeah, it was a, as soon as it's like a make-or-break time. Oh, no. Here's that, your 12-4 and four final, season. He'd play that final game of the season like it was It was his playoffs, you know, because he always tried to keep that thing at 8-8 at eight and eight if he could or be better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I hit, uh, it was probably about five years too long there. He also mentioned Mike McCarthy under contract for next season, called him the busiest cat in all of Texas. Uh, so the last thing that I want to do is spend any time talking with him about these kinds of things on agreements, extensions on agreements, especially when I've got one. So that's it. Yeah. I think he kind of 
he he is the owner that doesn't mind having the lame duck coach. He I does not. He a, does not. A lot of the talking heads nationally would be like, you can't have him in the last year of his deal. And Jerry's yeah. like, that's exactly what we do pretty much every time. Every time. And and look at what yeah. they do with some of their contracts. Look at how long they waited on Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You know, make you absolutely feel uncomfortable, as I've said before, and then have to, you know, continue to prove that, that uh, you know, you need to be here. And so, he you know, he's not going to sign a guy to a contract extension where he has some questions. I think Mike McCarthy has to win a couple of playoff games. Yeah. I really do. I don't I mean is he's he's proven to be a great regular season coach. He's proven though at Green Bay that you know when he had the opportunity to get in a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl run he had was going through on the road all three games. Right. So, you know, give him credit for for doing that. But yeah, that you you Jerry Jones it's it, it's one thing to win the division and to and to have a great regular season record, but there's still some lingering thoughts about what happened in 2016 here with having the first overall, you know, uh, you know, having playoff spot number one and then finding a way to lose in the divisional round. This thing is set up right now the way it is. We talked about it earlier. Who in the, who in the NFC scares you besides the 49ers? No, it's, it's the best path that they've there had. There you go. You don't think the owner's period. sitting there looking at that thinking right now like, Man, we've got this thing set up. Philadelphia played terribly down the stretch. We ended up with the second seed. We can get a couple of home playoff games. You never know. Somebody might knock San Francisco off. We might get that third home game here. Jeez, you, you know, don't go out there and don't go out there and lose a game, Mike McCarthy. Don't go and do that. Yeah, I, I think if I think if they lose, it'd be an ultimatum year in twenty twenty four. I think that would be, and and Jerry would put on quite a show on the radio, on TV, talking about somebody might get fired, but he's done that multiple times and usually does not fire. I mean, that would be my expectation. I also think, like, he sees Mike McCarthy as the perfect guy that's going to let him do his thing while also being good. Like, Jason Garrett let him do his thing more than Mike McCarthy, but wasn't good at coaching. Mike McCarthy, better at coaching, gives you a little pushback. Like, in order to get an even better coach, you're going to be dealing with a guy that wants to have things his way and is going to have a huge ego and might dunk all over you, uh, you know, in the national media. Like, then that's something that Mike McCarthy is only flirted with, you know. Plus, if I'm Jerry Jones, like, if I'm being uh, uh, clear with myself right now, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we can trust ourselves to find somebody that's going to do a better job than what Mike McCarthy did pulling this offense out of the dumpster. That's like one of the best things a Cowboys coach has done around here in a long, long time. Maybe since Bill Parcells pulled that, turned that team around, Chief. What do you think? I'm with you. I'm with you. But that can, I think that can all go away really, really quickly if, if the offense that you turned around so great ends up fumble farting in, in one of these these home games that you have coming up here yeah. in the playoffs, you know? Uh, and, and to me, like, generally, I agree with you. Like, j- these guys have shown they, they're not going to be quick pulling the plug on any of these coaches. They're, they're going to give it time. But this is just an interesting offseason of coaches' names that are out there, including your own Dan Quinn, yeah. who, who might be as ready as ever to go take one of these head coaching jobs. Belichick might be out there. I, I just think there's a couple of things that would entice Jerry if – if the Cowboys find a way to lose any of the next two games. Yeah, it's it's an interesting – because in Dallas, it's like, look, all right, let's say you go one and done and you lose to Green Bay. Yeah. We're all showing up on Monday, and hell, I, I dread the idea of that even happening. We've got to do a three-hour post-game show. I'll be beside yeah. myself. Sure. But it, it, somebody's going to have to pay the price for that, and it's not going to be your quarterback. 
No. Because we're going to get calls about that. It'll be like, well, Dak can't win, and, and, it, and it's Dak's going to get the blame. They're not going to move on from Dak. Right. It's easier to move on from the head coach than it is the quarterback. But to your point, I mean, Mike McCarthy's been a consistent winner. He and has. People can talk about, you know, oh, is he lazy, the massages, and joke about it. He won a lot of games in Green Bay. He got them to multiple conference championships. Now, you can look at the quarterbacks he played with. Yeah. He certainly had some Hall of Famers. But what has he done here? Win. And he's brought some consistent winning. So I do think he gets a bad rap. And I think that he deserves more credit than probably what he's gotten. But if you go one and done in the postseason, somebody's going to have to pay the price. And it's most likely going to be him. The much more likely uh, people to move would be uh, Dan Quinn. And then uh, Will McClay, who we've talked about today, getting an interest in an interview from Carolina and Washington. We spoke with Calvin Watkins, a Cowboys uh, reporter for the Morning News couple hours ago and and he said he does not get the feeling like it's likely that will mcclay would move on yeah. now but uh you know it's hard to foresee the future on that one no no it's uh will is going to get an opportunity but i i i think the one thing that would be inviting to will is i think that he really thinks the world of dan quinn so if dan quinn ends up in one of these places and the general manager could be also added with him that's that's where i would kind of see that will might go hmm this will be, you know, the thing about the commanders that's real interesting for Will is he knows this division really well. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to build a team that, you know, competes well in this division. So, you know, having ownership like that, it it's not a Dan Snyder ownership there at the commanders. You know, it, there's, a, there's a lot of things going the right direction uh, for that with the cap space, the picks they have. You, you could turn that thing around pretty quickly if you get the right guy. I mean, Will and Dan have done a, have, have made a lot of good moves. I think Will has also worked incredibly well with Stephen Jones and these he scouts. He has. He absolutely know? has. So there's yeah. a, hopefully there's a lot that it would appeal to him of staying here. I just hope that the Jones family would be willing to extend if a title is important in any way. What do we have to do to make it clear to the rest of the world that you're essentially the GM here? Because you are, right? If Do you want the title? Do you want more money? Right. I, I think if I'm the Cowboys, especially if he's thinking about going to Washington, that's an extra 20 percent cash right there just Oof. to keep you off yeah. a division rival. Yeah, I can't let you go. That might cripple us and actually make them a very credible. Will McClay is not an old man. He could dominate there for 15 or 20 years. Yeah. And the, the job that they've done for the last decade, like you guys remember what it was like before 2013, 2014. It was a Pandora's box. No yes. question. It was really dysfunctional at times and it was embarrassing. And he's cleaned so much of that up and delivered top three draft results coming off one of his very rare poor drafts. And that's, you know, evaluating it nine months later. Maybe he'll end up actually being a half-decent draft when you get overshown back. He might be the most important person in the organization. Wow. He might be. I mean, right now, if I had to pick, you get to keep Dak or Will McClay. I'm keeping Dak. But it's like, wow, I don't know. I mean, you know how important the front office guy is? Yeah. You know, and teams don't let important front office people leave typically. No. This would be dysfunction in itself, I, yeah. developing an executive like this and then letting him go. Yeah, I think that I think this would be Will's decision on this. I, I really do. I think he I think there's a lot of things holding him here, keeping him here. But how the the, the question will then become how much does Will want to go run his own operation? How much does he want to be hiring the own scouts? hiring the coaches, hiring, you know, total involvement of everything. And that that's the thing that he has to look at. Because what happens to you, though, is that you get to a point where they keep asking you, you know, to interview, to interview, to interview, and you don't take these jobs, then they forget you. They're yeah. like, fine, he's not going anywhere, you know. 
and and then you lose that opportunity to run your own team. That's what Will has to look at right now. Jer Bear also confident this morning. Gilmore and Tyler Smith will be able to play on Sunday. That would be awesome. You can win without Tyler Smith, right? That wouldn't change your prediction against Green Bay. Maybe it's a little bit of a closer game. Your chances of a successful ground game are lower and lower, but I, I still think the Cowboys win that. Yeah, that's not a that's not a swing, you know, swing pick situation riding on Tyler Smith at all. Maybe Smith and Gilmore. I'm starting to get anxious. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I you know, the Gilmore's coverage ability. I think Green Bay doesn't have a star wide receiver, but they have credible ones, and kind we we need three good ones. Kind of feel like that the the person that you really couldn't lose on the offensive line is is uh, Tyron Smith. Yeah. That's the one you can't. Everything yeah, else. Yeah, we I, saw that. Just everything else, I think. You. Everything else, I think you could. You know, you could manage. I, I'm, I know Zach Martin and all that, but we've 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 seen what happened with Adoga playing left tackle. Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You you look at things around the bye week. I mean, you look at how this year compares to the previous two years. You could. We can talk scheme. We can talk Dak's development, but also Tyron being healthy. He wasn't healthy a lot in 2022 and 21. He's been healthier. Your protection yeah. has been better. Your blind side's been protected. And despite overall the offensive line not being as good as it was throughout the last five or six years, this is one of Dak's better years. And I, I don't think we can totally overlook the fact that Tyron Smith has been available more yeah. than usual. Okay, Mike McCarthy's mindset going against his former team. Uh, the drama of it, I'm sure you guys will love. I will not participate in it. It's playoff time. It doesn't matter who we play, to be honest with you. And he said that, um, you know, last year he addressed it at the beginning of the week and he re- ended up regretting it. I don't know if you guys caught that part yesterday during his yes. press conference, but I thought that was was notable. Maybe he felt like he disrupted their energy in some way by making it about him or it was just inappropriate, but he did not want to do that. There this were six around. or seven guys that were on that staff last year that were from Green Bay. So, I mean, it wasn't just him. It was, you know, some yeah. other other guys. Wit, that were, Al Harris. Yeah, there were a lot of guys. Philbin. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but it should get the, the the franchise's attention, even though you haven't played them in the playoffs since 2016. It has to feel like yesterday for Dak and oh, yeah. and Tyron and, and Zach Martin and Tank he went, Lawrence. He, I'll tell you what, that Green Bay game, I remember about that 2016 game. He went toe-to-toe with Rodgers on that one. He really did. I mean, he it wasn't his fault they lost that no, football they got, game. No, they got down early, and yeah. he in that second half, he was brilliant. And then that was a game where he threw two touchdowns to Dez. Yeah. And then people wanted to create a narrative like, oh, he can't throw the ball to Dez Bryant. Well, why don't you go turn that game on Yeah. see if they had a good connection in that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, elsewhere here in the C-Note, Cowboys News of the Evening. Uh, wanted to ask you guys, if the Packers win this game, what would it look like? And a couple things to keep in mind. Aaron Jones, the oldest player on the Packers offense at 29. We've talked about their age a couple of times, but... He did rush for 358 on 63 carries over the Packers' final three games. Yeah, It was Chicago, Minnesota, Carolina, but they just started giving it to him more, and maybe he stayed fresh only getting the ball eight, nine times a game up until late. Um, and you, he's, he's rolling a little bit. That's what it would have to look like to me. I cannot imagine them playing one-dimensional football Maybe a a couple of design runs from Jordan Love early. I know he's not a running quarterback, but if you can rattle this Cowboys defense with the threat of your legs, I think it puts them in scramble mode. And then once those things happen, you get me one turnover from the Cowboys offense and a couple of big plays, which the Cowboys will give up, and Jordan Love is incredibly talented at making those things happen. I do have to eat a little Jordan Love crow here, by the way, boys. Hmm. 
a little better than I expected oh, he was yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. This uh, is my fear. I was for, like, I've never seen this team us. be bad, right? So would it be surprising to me if Jordan Love took this team to the postseason? No, I was hoping that it would happen, but then bleep an A, here we are, and the Cowboys are playing him in the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Jordan Love is, he's proven to be the real deal over the second half of the season. He's been one of the one of the top quarterbacks in all of the league. I, I think one thing you saw the other day versus like the Bears, for instance, he had a really, really nice game and he just had a clean pocket all game. Like if you're going to give this dude a clean pocket, you're going to be in a world of trouble. And that's the case with plenty of quarterbacks. But this dude's got like real, you'll see a couple of throws where you go, oh, that looks like an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers yeah. throw. Like he's got big boy stuff when it comes to just the arm talent, the ability to throw off weird platforms, back foot, whatever, sidearm. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was absolutely nasty. So you got to be able to, to pressure him. If they're able to run all over Dallas, then then you feel like you're probably going to be able to – it's going to be more difficult to pressure him for sure. Uh, and then, you know, offensively for the Cowboys, can you can you keep feeding C.D. Lamb? Can he keep being a focal point of your offense? Or is there going to be some level of drought where it's like a C.D. involved in this game? I thought what they did with, against Washington the other day was great. Early and often, we're going to C.D. Lamb, we're going to Brandon Cooks, and we're going to Ferguson. And then hopefully our running game is, is working here. But that's what you got to do. If you're going to let them take CeeDee Lamb out of the game and then they're going to be able to run on you just enough to mitigate your pass rush, then the penalties and the turnovers become a huge nightmare. Yeah, I guess I'm just not worried about a team taking CD out of the game. Like I think the only way that that happens is with a really good pass rush that then is forcing Dak to take his eyes off downfield. And now he's scrambling, scramble mode. I'm moving around in the pocket. He gets sacked, doesn't have time to throw. I just think with the way that they're moving CD around, to Brian's point, and just at the level in which CD Lamb's playing, there's no defense that's going to be able to take him out of the game that they're going to play. Yeah, Alexander will probably travel with him in this game. You could probably think about that. Right, which doesn't yeah. scare me because yeah. they matched up last year and CD torched yeah, him. Exactly. Exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Washington wide receiver Polk going to declare for the NFL draft. T.J. Watt ruled out. Mason Rudolph is going to remain QB1. The Broncos leaving the door open for the return of Russell Wilson in 2024. Those are amongst your storylines, your headlines from around the country. Hmm. Uh, Coming up at 6 o'clock, we'll talk about some of the most memorable moments and games in the history of Cowboys Packers. I'm sure uh, Brian's insights and memories of these is going to be a a, a tune in. They're coming up at 6 o'clock. But uh, up next, a special edition of the Expressway, the World Series trophy will be in studio and a World Series hero downstairs ready to interact with the Tolos. And we have a great announcement uh, regarding the Rangers uh, coming up for the Tolos as well. Right here it is, the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, welcome back, G-Bag Nation. I've been teasing it all day. A significant Texas Rangers station announcement is due. we got a full house up here at 75 and fits you on floor number 11. Bobby Belt from the morning show is here. The boss's boss, Brian Purdy, is here. Jared Sandler is here. And uh, downstairs, the hot stove uh, fund is going to begin at 6 o'clock. Sporzy and, uh, and, and Josh Smith. Uh, the segment, by the way, the expressway we take you commercial free to the top is brought to you by the on-time experts. And amongst our guests here in the studio is John Blake of the Texas Rangers. Many of you know who he is. You've heard his voice often at Rangers press conferences and seen him introducing uh, some of the big uh, signings and, and, and hirings. And uh, John Blake joins you now here on 105 Through the Fan. And a good evening to you, sir. How you doing? Good. I'm good, guys. How you doing? Well, it's it's always good, uh, you know, here now that we're a World Series champions. Everything it's, just... Whew, it's hard not to be amazing with the trophy right here. Yeah. Are you kidding? I mean, so we're at Jared Sandler swinging for a cause and just walking there was exciting. It was adrenalizing and all the memories. And just seeing you guys walk into our building is, is giving me the same vibes right now, John. Well, sitting here next to the trophy, and this is... This is a new and improved trophy from the one Jared had because in the in the last month we have we have been able to engrave Texas Rangers oh. on the back of this trophy. Oh, that's beautiful. Which, uh, if you look at it, is is a new touch because obviously they didn't engrave it before they gave it to us because they didn't have time. Yeah, I mean they should have known after Game Four was pretty obvious. They probably should have, but uh, <laughs> they should have known when we lost in Seattle that we were about to go on this. Yeah, exactly, know, John. What the hell were they doing? Tiffany should have gotten right on that. Yes. Well, it's great to see you, and it's great to see the see the trophy and all that, and everybody. But uh, what what brings you into studio here this evening? Well, I think we have a very significant announcement, and the Rangers are are very pleased to announce that we have agreed to a multi year extension. You have our games uh, on Odyssey and 105.3 The Fan through the 2027 season. So uh, it's been a tremendous partnership since we, we've been back with The Fan uh, in 2015. Uh, we have a long history with, uh, with this radio station, both the, uh, the KRLD side and then since, uh, since 2015 consecutively on The Fan uh, Brian Purdy, Gavin Spittle, Tim Collins, everybody on the uh, on the administration side. They've been you guys have been great partners, uh, talking about the Rangers every week, uh, working to do our player interviews every week, which I know sometimes can be try to get some information out of them. But I appreciate you trying every week on that. Um, but no, it's been a great partnership, and, and we're we're very proud to make this announcement this afternoon. Let's go, yes, we're very proud as well. I mean, it, it really feels like the the Rangers are home when they're here yeah. uh, with us on KRLD FM or AM. Uh, it's as I said, it's a there's a tradition of this. KRLD AM was the first station the Rangers were on uh, back in 1972, and have been a few, you know over the years things changed, but it's been a great partnership and. Uh, Everything that, that we did, that they you, that you all do every each and every day to promote the team and to help us, it was a to me it was a pleasure to you know when we won the World Series, 
that was for everybody that had uh, had been a part of this for for so many years following us. You know, fifty two years in Texas, sixty three years as a franchise, and it was for everybody and and for all the people over the years that have been a part of this. Uh, it meant so much. Well, we're always willing to do whatever it takes. And if there's anything else that you need, just let us know. And I'm sure Wolchuk would be happy to do it. As uh, Brian Purdy. Got you covered, JB. Uh, DFW, uh, Texas uh, Odyssey market manager here stepping in with us. What hey, guys, like how are you? Uh, we're doing great, man. It's always good. good to see you as well. Good. Great to see you all. And, and great to see John and Jared Sandler here in the studio. And uh, what a what a great announcement. Thanks, John. And, and appreciate your partnership and uh, all the work that our team has done. I don't, you know. I don't think we've wiped the smile off our face. Um, and sometimes that's hard to do during uh, an exciting football season as well in DFW. It is just uh, our pleasure and a great partnership. And I'll tell you what, I'm so, I was so happy for the organization, the fans of DFW for 52 years, but also our long-term relationship and what our team has put into it. The guys here in the studio and, everybody working 24-7 throughout the baseball season. Just a sigh of relief with all of the hard work, sun up to sundown, Monday through Sunday, following the Rangers through good times and challenging times, and what a joy it's been. So today is a delight to announce this extension. I mean, uh, well said, uh, Brian Purdy. You know, I, I, I think as well, I don't get to see all the inner workings on the management side and all the meetings that you guys are in, but I know – you know, it's been eight years now. When when Gavin Spittle came back to DFW, this was high on his priority list to become the Rangers station again. So salute to our immediate boss, Gavin Spittle, program director as well. You know what, Gavin, it really is the glue for us. And, uh, you know, I'd love to say things are perfect every day um, in a relationship and in the partnership. Through good times and bads, you, you know who you can trust. And we have such a great relationship with the team, and Gavin has just been a great representative for us. And uh, we count on him day in, day out to be uh, the guy who keeps the trains running for us. And he does a tremendous job. So it's an exciting time. Cheers. Right on. Uh, Brian Purdy, John Blake. Get John back over here on hey, the John, mic. Get- yeah. We've got a few more questions for um, you. Cool. I- I've been I've been working here uh, at the fan for 14 years. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you first of all for not insisting they fire me at any point. Yeah, there were some lean Ranger years. I might have said some things I didn't really mean, John. Okay, so we all do that at times, I think, in this station. But that's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I love this story in the morning news today uh, from Evan Grant talking about you know the the chances of running it back and. You know, we're already looking forward to 2024. I've been I've been getting used to your offseason emails about some big signings or trades, and you haven't been quite as busy this offseason. Um, I, I guess some of the hay is is in the barn, but what do what do Rangers fans look forward to here over the, the the next few weeks before we get back out to surprise? Well, I think we'll see. I mean, the, the bottom line is we're returning a very talented nucleus um, of players that you know have. Given our payroll of a very significant hike here over the last two years, I mean, we've spent over the last two winters, we've spent probably, I think it is $750 million on player assets. And, you know, Chris Young is a very talented GM. He did a tremendous job this year, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, they're looking to address two or three different areas. Another more starting pitching, the bullpen. We need a backup catcher. Um, but not a lot of, there are still a lot of guys out there and a lot of things that, that could happen here over the next few weeks. Monty. So 
Monty, uh, Monty, <laughs> we'll Monty, see. Monty, and, Monty. And we've also got a lot of pitching coming back in the second half of the yeah. season. That That's yeah. the other thing with DeGrom and Scherzer and uh, – you know Taylor Molly, so we'll, we'll see what happens. John, did, did you get a re- did you get a request as our show? We put in for more day baseball games. <laughs> Have you got the request into uh, you know to the team for you and for Major League Baseball for more day baseball games for us to be a part of? Well, we have quite a few day games this year. Oh, we do. Yes. All right. We're, yes. Excited. We're, excited. Yes. We're, excited. Yes. We're excited about day baseball. Actually, yeah, the full we love schedule of times home and road will be released tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about, John. The other part of that is when you win the World Series, you also end up with uh, some more night games. Oh, like, John, no. Like Sunday nights. Day so, baseball. How about that so, season opener? So we'll see. Yeah, and we then, the, yes, the season opener being, being part of that. But we have added... We have added quite a few day games, especially on we on Saturdays. There I mean, we, go. we played a lot of six yeah. o'clock games pr- prior to last year. Sure, and compared to where where we were when I first started here, yeah. and we played about uh, of our eighty one home games, I would say seventy six of them were at night. Okay. Of course, we also were playing in Arlington Stadium. A lot of, a lot of weather. You could fry an egg on the dugout that's most right. of the year. That's so, right. John no, Blake in studio with us. Sorry, cut you off there. No, it's fine. How many years have you been here? This is this will be year forty six in baseball for me, Jeez. and uh, thirty six with the Rangers in two stints. In those previous ten years, am I correct that you were a World Series champion in, in, in a different location? Uh, 1983 with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm really. Aging myself, huh. and then 2007 with the Red Sox in Boston. Wow. That's a, so what's it take to stay on top now that we're uh, the Texas Rangers? More money? More players? It's just a combination of things. It is, I mean, as you guys know, it is very hard to win in professional sports. Uh, in Boston, that was where I really saw that, you know, after we won in 2007, and we went back all the way to Game 7 of the ALCS in 2008. And it's injuries. It's things that have to go right. Um, you know, 2010, 2011, we thought, you know, hey, we thought we were going to win 2011. Sure. And I think a lot of people, after we didn't, after we lost Game 6, twice down to the final strike, had a chance to win. Yeah. You know, I think Ranger fans thought, well, maybe that was our best shot. Mm-hmm. So, this year, this year was magical for us, and you know I think, as I say, we've got a really good team. I mean, and and to see the free agents, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, especially guys that signed big contracts, and to see those contracts play out as they have, you don't always see that. It's been pretty cool. And again, you know, getting this pitching back the second half of the season, uh, pretty amazing. John, I know the World Series of winning that was big for you and for the organization, but do you have a special moment during the year where you where you just kind of reflect back and you're saying, man, that was really cool. As as the season goes, the playoffs goes, you, you have just that one special moment. The, pl- the playoffs were so interesting for me because, I mean, we, you know, we get to the, the September, the way we played kind of at the end, and yeah. if you had, I think if you had told anybody in the organization after that loss – that one nothing loss to Seattle on yeah. that last Sunday, where we, which cost us the division and put us on a plane ride to Tampa Bay, you know, a month later, yeah. you're going to be hosting this thing. Yeah, um, it would have been very tough to say that. And you know, I mean, and when I look at that playoff run, Brian, it, 
you know, really the first game, I think, in Tampa yeah. when we won, and, and we said, okay, we can do this. I right. mean, you know, you put aside what had happened that last month, and that to me was those two games in Tampa and then the first game in Baltimore. And yeah. Baltimore for me was kind of surreal because I'd worked there right. and everything and watched 40,000 screaming Oriole fans waving flags. It was a very tough environment. And the way the team played those first three games, you know, and then you can go to Houston, that's fine. But right. it was the, for me, it was those first three games yeah. that said, hey, you know, these are three, three tough road yeah. games to start the playoffs. And we've, we've, we've aced all of these things. And uh, so th- that for me was probably watching it come together like it did. Yeah. It's amazing. Game five in Arizona, Sporzy gets the final out. Are you immediately work mode? After they win, or were you able to enjoy? Well, this that is moment? the interesting thing for me. I have never seen the. Th- I've, I've I've won three World Series, yeah. and I've never seen the final out live because I'm always I've always been down, you know, in the dugout. You can't see. You can't see. Yeah. So I mean, you got to kind of hear and everything, and yeah, it's for me. It was the the, the initial feeling was a feeling of relief. Yeah. I mean, I just we were off that list. You know, that list of teams <laughs> yeah. that never won the never World won. Series. Yeah, naughty list. franchise had been around, you know, 63 years. The longest for any team that had not won a World Series, and we'd been off that list. But, yeah, you go right into, okay, we've got to get players to do walk-off interviews, and we've got to get players to the stage, and I have to get the owner, mm-hmm. I have to get Ray Davis out there because and Chris Young to be mm-hmm. able to – you know, to accept the trophy and everything, you do. You kind of go into that mode. It's 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 really the way I've always. I'm I'm kind of programmed. Yeah. And then you know, okay, they hopefully they won't leave the World Series trophy on the stage <laughs> when we're done, and exactly is what they did. So you you know you pick it up and and you take it down so you can do the team picture on the mound, and then then all those kinds of things. So yeah, it's it's the way it. It's the way I've kind of been programmed all these years. But you got to celebrate championships before we did. Went, went soft with the celebrations. You've actually had champagne in your eyeballs. You 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 felt that burning. Now we're doing just the goggles. Right. In the old days, there were no goggles. It's yeah. become so scientific or technical and everything now. Yeah, you just dump champagne and beer on people, yeah. and it just stung in their eyes. Now now everybody's got these special goggles and. And and uh, clinch equipment and every clinch. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the, the the kissability of the World Series trophy. I feel like the Lombardi is leads the league in kissability. You got to kiss that thing. Have have, have you or any of the Rangers? You're, you're not kissing this one, no, John. Can we kiss it? No, I would not kiss it. No, <laughs> I, I don't. John Blake's on the record. You're on the record. You yes. would not, John Blake. I would not kiss it. I know okay. some guys did kiss it during the. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names during the clubhouse <laughs> celebration. And now we're to the point where we have to use the white gloves yeah. to even pick the thing mm. up. So, Well, John, thank you so much for bringing it. And thanks for the event downstairs. It starts in 20 minutes. And our, our Tolos just can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. And again, thank you to 105.3 The Fan and uh, everything you all do. And thanks for hosting us here tonight to kick off our caravan tour around the state. Let's go. Salute. There it is. The Hot Stove Show starts in 20 minutes. The announcement 15 minutes ago, 105 to the fan of the Texas Rangers have reached an agreement to extend our broadcast arrangement, and Ranger games will continue right here on your home of the World Series champs, 105 through the fan. Time now to go into that pimp cup where Lucius Alexander has L.A. Live. Wow, what a lead-in, huh? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. 
even know how to switch from that right there. So, I should have had some baseball stuff on deck. My favorite baseball calls of all time or something like that. No, it is a Toxic Tuesday and we have beef on deck. All right, you squares. Look at that trophy, bro. Up close and personal. Yeah. I hate to see it go. Yeah, I hate to see it go. We got beef. You were in charge of the fight. You were aggressive and trying and taking advantage of what you, know you saw what I'm, You know what I'm going to do? Because you don't ever give me a face shake. You know that? So I'm going to go and let you talk to Victor Ortiz, all right? I'm through. They put somebody else up and give me an interview. Talk what are you to Victor talking Ortiz. about? You, what are you, you talking heard about? Him. You never give me a fair shake. HBO needs to fire you. You don't know about boxing. Whoa. You ain't shit. You not shit. I wish I was 50 years younger you and I'd care. kick your ass. You won't do shit with you not. Yeah, we got beef, baby. LA Live for Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Put them foes up, folks. Put them foes up. It's a Toxic Tuesday broadcasting beef on deck featuring Pat McAfee, uh, late night Jimmy Kimmel, and Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ron. And G-Bag of the Day, uh, well, excuse me, G-Bag of the Year, we will do that on Friday during L.A. Live. Just a little update for you before we get into the beef. G-Bag of the Day, we do every day on the fan at 2.30, every weekday. Uh, if you see anything floating out there that you think is interesting, you want us to react to it, you think it's funny, should be played, at Lucky Lucius P on social media, Lucius Alexander on Facebook, or you can follow us all at G-Bag Nation on Twitter. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Our winner is a big brother <laughs> that tried to stop his little brother from fighting out there in the front yard. Uh, check this out. Hey, hey. Jason, Jason, Jason. Jason. Ro- Ronan, get in the house. You. Get in the and house. Shut up. Jason, go, go go to your house, please. He threw the first punch. Ronan. <laughs> Ronan. 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 Please. The f- away. I'm going to send this to I Jason, am going to, to call the cops. No, you're not. Get the f- off Come of on, me. You're starting fights. Get the f- off of me. Go to your room. Rapist. Oh, 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 I'll call Lord. mom. I'll call mom. Jason, just Wait. keep walking your house. It's in your best interest. Yeah. 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 Keep walking. Shut up, you bitch. Oh, wow. Very aggressive. Mike Bassett. Yeah. Burn don't. Burn yeah, don't. because you're scared. Yeah, well, sure. Shut up. I'm so sorry, Jason. I'm so sorry. Fuck you, Jason. Bro, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. My little brother is aggressive. Yeah. Our dad beat us up most of our lives. <laughs> yeah. We can't help it. Rapist. I'm sorry, man. We just react with violence. Yeah. It's a bad deal. Uh, let's see what we got for you boys right here. Broadcasting beef. Let me get some beef music here. Hold on. Let's stop that for a second. Where's the beef? Uh, there we go. All right, broadcasting beef. We got Pat Mack versus uh, ESPN executive. You seen that situation? Yes. They were talking about it all over the weekend. Oh, my God. On Friday's episode of the Pat McAfee Show, uh, the former NFL punter said, ESPN's head of studio production, Norby Williamson, Norby. was leaking false information about the show. Sabotage! Norby? Norby's always a narc. Norby is hate. I don't no, think they're making Norbies anymore either. No. Nah, there's not too many Norbies out there. Imagine it being a baby Norby. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, what's your child's name? Oh, it's Norby. Hey, little Norby. Yeah. I'm going to pray for that child. <laughs> Would that be Norbert? <laughs> Norbert? Psycho. Probably. Yeah. Norberg. Is, yeah, isn't that naked gun? <laughs> I don't know. Norberg? Because Corbys are Corberts, obviously. Is it? So, yeah, that's a fact. Is Look it, it up. 
<laughs> Go look it up. Corbett. Yeah. yeah Corbett. That's the move Corbett. right there. Just tell All somebody right. else to look it up. All right, yeah. Pat McAfee is beefing, beefing with an ESPN executive. Called this man a rat. Listen to this. Anyways, we're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. Funny. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy wow. who is attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100 sure. Hey, bro, said his name. He did. He said his name. He said his name on air. He didn't say somebody around here or nothing yeah. like that. Said his name. It's Norby Williamson. Standing I, on business right there. Yeah. Well, but then he said, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, he keeps know. going to. Okay. It, it gets, yeah, it does get slippery. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong, and then it sets a narrative of what our show is, and then... Are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? Sheesh. I don't know. But, like, somebody tried to get ahead of our actual ratings release with wrong numbers 12 hours beforehand. That's a sabotage attempt. And it's been happening basically this entire season from some people who didn't necessarily love the old edition of the Pat McAfee show to the ESPN family. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of those. People around here don't want to see me do good. No, <laughs> heard them anonymously quoted in the Washington Post, mm -hmm. in the New York Post, right. in the New York Times, right. in the LA Times, right. in Wall Street Journal. Right. And they're never like, yeah, love the show. This is awesome. It's always like little things <laughs> to try awesome. to tear us down. Right. So even with the enemy within our own camp, somebody that we don't, I don't like that guy. I, that guy left me in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me no. in 2018. So this guy no. has had zero respect for me. And in return, same thing, back to him for a long time. So <laughs> even with that taking place, and potential PR, like, there's, we're still growing somehow. Yep. yep. So we're very thankful. Yeah. I think we're doing it right. We're trying to do it as right as possible. Mm -hmm. We have good intentions every single time we come in here. We don't always get it right, but has been getting it wrong for a long time in this specific field. Yeah, that was on uh, Friday's episode of the Pat McAfee Show. He let it all hang out. When Tupac hit him up style on them boys. Mm -hmm. Put names on it. Uh, they asked him. Well, he didn't ask him about it in a sense. But on Monday's show, on the Pat McAfee Show, Pat said his relationship with ESPN is strong. Yes. Because, you know, they were talking about it all weekend. Yeah. Is Pat going to leave ESPN? This is what we all thought. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. Pat said it's good, but I still got beef with that one guy. Mm. I guess everybody did hear it. It was oh. a topic of discussion, obviously, the entire weekend. Sure. I, and the only thing that I'm, like, super bummed out about it all sure. is that a guy that we like a lot, a man that watched the game with us in the suite, Burke Magnus, yeah. who is Burke currently Magnus. new guy in charge at ESPN, right below Jimmy <laughs> Pitaro, I guess he was kind of made to look bad because of what I did and how I did it. I would like to let everybody know we love Burke Magnus. Yep. Yeah, oh. Absolutely. Love Burke Magnus. Love you, Burke. And also love Jimmy Pitaro. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love Bob Iger. What? what? But there is quite a transition era here, right. you know, between the old and the new. Mm -hmm. New, new, yeah. new. And the old don't like what the new be do. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? So there is certainly going to be a... He didn't say Norby Wilson's name, by the way. He, he, did. Did. he didn't say, no, we're cool. Yeah. A couple of that, but we're very thankful. A lot of people are saying, I'm trying to get fired. No way. Whoa. What ESPN has been able to do for us, mm -hmm. more specifically, whenever they do things like this, you have no idea about the crew behind the scenes here that we've been working with basically all year. Not only on game right. day, but for our show, whenever we're traveling, we got nothing but love for all of these people. Now, there's certainly people we do not like. Certainly. Yeah. Naturally. And they do not like do it, us. Brian. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. And I don't take back anything that I said about said person. But the overall storyline about us and ESPN, I think people need to remember, we're Bingo. strong, baby. Bingo. We're strong.
Didn't yeah. take it back. Stood on it, boy. Nope. Damn enemy. Got to walk them. around them little studios to see that guy. Yeah. He's the head of production. You're going to see him. You got to Something's got to get past him, so I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I think he he's 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 making his way through that last stage of the uh, you know first they d- doubt you, then they laugh at you, then they they fight you. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's and then you win. Yeah, 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 and then you win. Probably about to win. It's about to win. About to change the culture up there at ESPN. Yeah, you know he's disrupting the industry. Yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of people made a reputation and a career out of making it one way, and he's he's going the other way. Yeah, he is a good dis- for him. Disruptor, as you call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcasting beef. We're moving on here because A. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> has some beef with late night Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. This is this time. Jimmy Kimmel live is what his show is called. He uh, Monday night, late night Jimmy wanted Aaron Rodgers to apologize for all this stuff he's been saying to him. Hey man, we can squash this beef if you just apologize. But here's the thing. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. Oh, my God. He's about to drag him. Yeah. He's about to drag him. That was a good start. He's about to drag him, bro. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. (laughs) We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, (laughs) he put on a magic helmet and that G made him a genius. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And can you imagine that this hamster-brained man thinks he knows what the government is up to because he's a quarterback doing research on YouTube and listening to podcasts. I looked it up. This is actually a thing. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. In other words, Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. Oh, my God. They let him host Jeopardy for two weeks. Now he knows everything. Oh, my God. Wow. You could tell there was a little bit of shake voice in Jimmy. Like, the adrenaline was pumping. Yeah. You know. He's like, I know these jokes are pretty average, and I got a lot of help on these jokes, too, and they're just not that good, but we're going to ride with them. We're going to present them anyway. It's like, how many times did we actually laugh during that? I wanted Jimmy Kimmel to be really funny. Oh, he was punching. Yeah. 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 That wasn't even laugh. That was punching. They they, they weren't laugh jokes. Yeah. But you got to watch out, man. Don't mess with comedians, people. Don't mess with comedians. This is what they do. This is what they do. Oh, yeah, I said the apology part. Listen to this. When I do get something wrong, which happens on rare occasions. You know what I do? I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on, but he probably won't do that. My guess. Yeah, it is, it is pretty bad to get thrown on that Lolita Express. Yes. Uh, that's, why, yeah. that's why he's so mad. That yeah. is why. That is exactly why he's mad. Because to be honest, I, I'm not sure if Jimmy was on that list or not. No. You know? no like so many people have been thrown out there. I think in time, like two years from now, people are going to be like, wasn't Jimmy on that? He, because you know, of his name wasn't on the list. Yeah, his yeah. name wasn't on the list. His name yeah, okay. was not on the list. Well, who jumps on uh, Pat McAfee's show on a Toxic Tuesday? Who does that? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron. So now he can respond to everything he go. heard Jimmy say. 
who did it better. Uh, he explains his point of contention with the late night host. Whatever this is between Jimmy and I, this goes back to COVID times, right? And in COVID times, he mentioned on his show uh, jokes about my uh, immunization, which I know you, you also made a little joke about it. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. That's, I've talked many times about that, but I made a joke about that. And the fact that, you know, my own research, he didn't just stop there, though. You know, he, he, he made a lot of other comments about uh, unvaccinated people, uh, mentioning that they don't deserve treatment. Mm. Uh, uh, if they're at a hospital, uh, they shouldn't be given a hospital bed. Uh, he made comments about repurposed drugs that were being used all over the world that have incredible safety profiles that, uh, that were derogatory. Uh, he mentioned uh, ivermectin being horse-based and pushed that whole narrative for a long time. He gave a platform to one of the biggest uh, spreaders of misinformation during the COVID times, Dr. Fauci. Jeez. So in my opinion, Jeez. you know, he ripped me about, <laughs> ripped me about the vax, and, and that turns out to be an L on, on many occasions because the vax was not safe and effective like we were told that it was in the beginning. Uh, there are a lot of injuries now that we've seen related to the vaccine. So in my opinion, you went after me. That's fine. You're a comedian. Go for it. Not offended, but that was an L. So that's the point of contention right there. Yeah. And I can, I can understand it. Sure. We uh, were in a COVID fight, so he accused me of being a pedo that was on the Louisville Express. I see. Yeah. <laughs> you go low, I go lower. That's how this works. Yeah. Well, he's tired of the labels that he was putting on people yeah. for having a, a different thought out here. Just not believing everything the government says. Because they don't lie to you at all. They don't lie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's tired of the, the labels. Another point of contention. Like, there's different opinions all over the place, right? If you're, <laughs> if you're, that's your ideology, that's fine. I'm not a super political person. By the way, Carter said he sounds like a, uh, wait, what happened? He got a super high. He's yeah. octave. There you go. <laughs> Carter said he sounds like Kermit the Frog here. Uh, it's Kermit the Frog. Yeah, my leg. Like, there's different opinions all over the place, right? <laughs> if you're, if you're, that's your ideology, that's fine. I'm not a super that's political fine. person. Okay, do whatever you that's want. That's funny. Uh, conspiracy <laughs> theorists? That's fine. Because if you look at the track record of conspiracy theorists in the last few years, they've been right about a lot of things. So I don't care about that one. Anti-Semite, that was called, I mean, that, that's just like, this is their game plan. They use these words to cancel people. And they went and ran with this because it's the crazy anti-vaxxer wacko again, talking about, you know, accusing somebody of being a pedophile. Like, of course, this is the game plan that they use. Boy. I don't think the beef is going to calm down anytime no, soon. No, no. Uh, one person just had to apologize, right? Yeah. Just to piece it up. Yeah. How you feeling about that, Eric? I see you over there grinding your teeth a little bit. No, your no. Your cheeks I, are getting kind of strong. I, uh, my, I wish I had. I wish I had strong cheeks. Okay. I found out on Friday uh, when I shaved off my beard. I do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just, just mask off. I was just going to look back. It's it's been a humbling experience. <laughs> so I gotta be honest with you, dude. Like two months ago, my fiance wife looked at me and said, "You'll never shave your beard because you have a weak chin." Oh, oh like wow. My See, my gosh. wife hasn't said that, but I know she's thinking. She it. said that to you. <laughs> you have a much better chin than I do, by the way. I appreciate that. Was she drinking? It's not hard. No, I, I just say, this is your last. I, you know what? I, I held on to that. I've been firing shots at her over the last six weeks as a result. There you go. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. no, it's all good. I was just trying to Google up. I wanted to see what Kimmel had said about like if you're if you're not vaccinated, I don't want you to be in the hospital. 
And and it's hard to take anything seriously when they're technically comedians, even though that seven-minute spiel that Kimmel just went on wasn't very funny really in any way. Uh, they're supposed to be funny. So when he says vaccinated person having a heart attack, question mark, yes, come right in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo, rest in peace, Wheezy. That's what, that, that was his line. Hey. And it's like, are, are, I guess if we're taking people seriously, you know, if you, yeah. if you really want to take them seriously. But I guess Kimmel is so pro-vax guy that even though he's joking there, he is kind of being serious. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. When, when, when it's comedian guy, I'm like, I'm not here to take you seriously. I'm here to just appreciate jokes. When you say horse goo and rest in peace, that is kind of funny. Now, it's obviously heartless. And it if you're heartless. being super mean. serious, really mean. then, you know, it's you're mean. wrong yeah. here. Really mean. But it is funny. It's and that's a pandemic. joke. That's my biggest issue with Kimmel yesterday during his seven minutes. Okay, yeah. you're upset. Clearly, you're punching back at Aaron Rodgers. Be funny when you do it. That's your job. How many guys do you have helping you writing these jokes? Ah, that's a good question. At Aaron least Rod- double hold digits. Hold on. Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers has the answers. Okay. Damn, that button. <laughs> In the end, to sum this up, listen, I still haven't popped a bottle because there hasn't been any list that's come out. Um, and I'm glad that, that Jimmy uh, is not on the list. I really am. And and uh, I don't think uh, he's the P word. Um, you know, I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 uh, joke writers can read off a prompt. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of uh, has worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I, I don't give a what he says about me. Um, but as long as he understands what I actually said and uh, that I'm not accusing him of uh, being, uh, being on a list, then I'm all for moving forward. So he didn't accuse him of being on the list? No, he said, no, you're not on the list. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be funny and take a shot at you because you was taking a shot at all the people that had questions about the vaccine, and I was being their superhero. I donned the cape. Yeah. Yeah. The real crime here is Aaron Rodgers can't afford better audio equipment. Yeah, you should get hooked up. Yeah, what we, can we not send him better equipment, or can we not help him set up better equipment? We never know what he's doing to do that for under yeah. a grand. Yeah. yeah, they're paying him like a million bucks a week. Well, Sound we, quality we, we should gotta, be on We got to get better equipment, don't we? You can't trust the internal mic. Not on your laptop. Oh. Not on the camera. Yeah. Maybe when Jimmy gets better joke writers, he has Aaron Rodgers will get better sound quality. Aaron Rodgers said you got 10, and that's all you can come up with? <laughs> yeah. All right, girls, I'm pulling out. That's my time. Woo! We're up against it. Uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. It'll be a butt-naked Wednesday tomorrow. Holla. Shoot you. There he goes. L.A. Live. Lucius Alexander. Every night here in the G-Bag Nation, about 540. Okay, uh, the best games and moments of the Packers-Cowboys rivalry since the Ice Bowl. That's coming up next right here. It's the G-Back Nation and the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.